Hello folks, this is Brad Foreman and Peaks Podcast, podcast number one. We're starting out here in a quite an amazing location. We are located at about 7,800 feet above sea level on a glacier in the middle of Denali Park. I'm sitting in a flagged off area because there's crevasses on all sides of the glacier. And in the distance, oh, probably a half an hour, half a mile to either side, there are huge mountains. This is the second camp on the way up Denali. I thought this would be an excellent location for the first podcast. And maybe you can hear in the distance the rumbling of avalanches coming down the sides. You'll hear this periodically through the podcast. It's pretty neat. very difficult to explain this place. It is a tough place to get to and even a tougher place to uh, summit. The target is, of course, Denali, the highest mountain in North America and in the whole continent. It's 20,000 300 plus feet above sea level. Most important, though, is where I'm at right now. This first podcast is quite exciting. It took me a while to get organized to produce this, and I thought it would be an excellent way to save the memories of this magnificent place for the future. So, this winter has been a particularly hard winter across North America, and that includes Denali Park. The first groups that started out here early in May had a difficult time with their summiting. Now, we're into June, and it's prime time. More people are summiting. And uh, there were quite a few people in the park. So this place, what I can tell you is it's, it's one of a kind. Coming down from the summit are, is a group. They could be from any country. Over 40% of the climbers are from foreign countries. And they come from all over to see this one of the seven summits in the world. Looking down Glacier, there are one, two, three, four camps, different nationalities, and then there's the skeletons of old camps that have been used over the last couple of months. It's pretty neat how this uh, 
these camps pop up and then fall asleep. The uh, tents are mixed depending on what country and what team they're from. They're basically three companies that control most of the permits in the park. Their permits allow them to take clients up and down the mountain. And uh, the 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 privilege to be able to guide here is uh, amazing. Yep, and you might be able to hear right now. There's a team of two, four, uh, or three people on one rope coming down after a cache, so they're basically taking their gear from this camp probably and brought it up to 10,000 feet, the same trek we did earlier today, and now they're followed by a second rope coming down, it's obviously quite easy, you're wearing snowshoes, gear, and strap the sleds to your back so that they don't pound into the back of your legs. Hear them in the distance? They don't make a lot of noise, but they make a, a consistent noise. So it's two lines of three that just passed and they'll be heading down to Camp 210 City. We are the furthest camp. We have nine people in our crew. We have three women. We have three men and three guides. We have four tents and then a fifth cook tent. We all live here as a team. And this is our this is our sixth day, and we made it up here in, in real good time. The weather's been good. We were able to travel from Anchorage to Tequina via truck, and then we moved up from Telkitna to base camp at 7,600 feet above sea level by a, a, a plane that lands on the glacier, a glacier plane. Very cool. It's a, oh, I think about an eight-seat plane with all our gear. We had 881 pounds of gear to last us. Complete expedition length is approximately could be as long as 26 days if we're blessed with all the right conditions. It could be down to 12, 16 days. We landed on the glacier uh, two days ago. The land at base camp, National Park Service 
has an operation there where they meet and greet the planes landing, check your permits. We spent the night there and did skill training with our three guides. Base camp is a collage of people that are fresh and eager to climb the mountain. And then there's all the souls coming down the mountain, discouraged or elated. So it's a real mixed batch. The base camp is situated at the midway through a canyon, a valley, a glacial valley. And at the end of the valley, we did see a, an avalanche occur, which fell out of harm's way up the canyon. We got up quite early on day two to make it to camp two and it was a 4 a.m. wake up. The theory is, of course here we're at the 62nd parallel latitude. At that latitude in June, closing in on the summer solstice, the sun never sets. It's quite unique. The sun goes down to a long, long dusk, and then a long, long dawn, and then stays high in the sky the rest of the day. So it never gets dark. So it provides for a lot of good hiking. Weather, you don't need a headlamp, you don't need any flashlights or lanterns. So, anyhow, day one we hiked up to camp, day two we hiked up to camp two, leaving at about, waking up at four, leaving at six-ish, and headed up the Paquitna Glacier, surrounded by high peaks, and we had a beautiful view of Denali north of us. A year ago when I was here, I never hardly got to see Denali at all because of the weather conditions were so adverse. So this is a good omen for our trip and the mountain is beautiful and massive. Nicknamed the Great One for obvious reasons. For some time it was renamed Mount McKinley. Uh, then they wisely decided to revert back to its Indian name, Denali, in recent years. I like Denali much better. Of course, it was the name of one of my Chesapeake Bay Retrievers years ago. So I do have a particular fondness for that name. Anyhow, back at Camp 2, it is, uh, there's a ton of snow up here, a lot of white in every direction, and then jagged rock walls rising from the snow glacier basin. You can hear maybe the sound of the glacial plane flying in the background that's bringing people in and out daily. 
there's a constant stream of new blood coming in and old weathered climbers leaving. They have two main services, Talkeetna Air, which I was able to meet the owner, Paul, on the way in, and then another sister, another competitor, I should say, K2. Both seem to be quite adept. And look at this. Now, you can hear that playing directly above, and that's got skis attached, so it is not a tourist plane. It's going to land on the glacier. And it flew over Camp 2, probably doing a little look-see at our camp. It turned right above us, and then it's headed back down to Landing Street. Landing Strip, which is uh, just a chunk of ice. So, anyhow, the plan will be today, we got up again at four and uh, moved items up the mountain. I'm going to continue to tell you about uh, day two on the uh, next podcast, so look forward to that. But, Pete Podcast has its origin in uh, the mountains, so we figured this would be the ideal place to begin the podcast. And we hope you enjoy our uh, adventure day by day as we work our way up Denali. And as I've been sitting here on top of our sleds doing this podcast so as not to interrupt the team members that are napping before dinner, Denali just came out of the clouds and showed itself. So basically there's a glacier, then there's a big cloud, and then you can see Denali popping out on top of it. It's absolutely stunning. Then there's these ice blue crevasses down below it. Unbelievable. Anyhow, I hope uh, you can get a good visualization from my description. We are healthy so far and looking forward to an excellent climb up this classic mountain. Have a great day, and we hope you uh, join us again for episode two from Peaks Podcast. Take care.